Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. The lesson of Palm Sunday is victory over despair and the oppressive circumstances that cause it. But not only that, but the lesson of Palm Sunday is also the enduring character of that victory, even when matters seem to take a turn for the worse. Despair occurs when our will to live is broken. It is the loss of all hope and the attitude of defeat. It can be caused by any number of circumstances, an illness that has afflicted your body or mind or that of someone you care about, a tragic occurrence that has taken the life of someone you love, a loss of something valuable like a job, a cherished possession, your reputation or an opportunity, a financial crisis, a family crisis, a setback of some type in the goal you were pursuing. But on Palm Sunday, we hear the message that a victor has come to defeat that which defeats us. However, it is a message with a twist, and we can only see that twist when we observe what happens by that next Sunday. Ultimately, we have to put Palm Sunday together with the following Sunday to get the full message of this day. And that full message is that the victory of Jesus is established. And not only that, but also that this victory endures despite all appearances to the contrary. In Matthew 21, 1-11, we see a dramatic unfolding of a hidden victory. Jesus and his disciples had just arrived at Bethphage at the foot of the Mount of Olives. And Jesus gave instructions to two of his disciples to go into the village ahead of them where they would find a mother donkey tied with a colt with her. And they were to untie the donkey and her colt and bring them to Jesus. And if anyone said anything to them, their instructions were just to say, the Lord needs them. And that person was sent them immediately. Obviously, there's a lot that the gospel scripture does not tell us here. Who was the owner of these animals? When did the owner of these animals get together with Jesus to make these arrangements? Is this an ordinary mundane errand or is there something supernatural taking place here? The gospel writer does not provide answers to these questions. It is more important to see that two disciples and two animals were available to do the Lord's will. Whatever the Lord does in the unfolding of his will, 
He graciously invites us to participate in that unfolding. Perhaps the presence of these animals signify just how gracious the Lord is in extending this invitation. The use of these animals show that the Lord does not always require intelligence in those whom he calls. However, he does require availability and obedience. Or is it the presence of the two humans that signify how gracious the Lord is? After all, did Jesus really need his disciples to retrieve these animals? In this case, we would not want a pair of donkeys to be more available and obedient to the Lord than we are. The gospel writer returns to let us know that all of this was to fulfill the words of the prophet. Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. These words are from Zechariah 9.9. Yes, it is true that in Zechariah 9.9, the prophet speaks of only one donkey. But Jesus sent his disciples into the village to retrieve two donkeys, a mother and her colt. It is not so much that the gospel writer misread Zechariah 9.9. It is just that Jesus sent for two donkeys, and two donkeys were what his disciples brought back. Matthew saw this as the fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy. Many times there is more to prophecy than what appears on the surface. There are hidden or muted aspects in all prophecy. Paul the, the apostle indicated this in 1 Corinthians 13.9 when he says, For we know only a part and we prophesy only in part. In all the Gospels, Jesus shows that narrow readings of prophecy will not be a straitjacket for him. What is more striking here is Jesus' example of humility when he rides into Jerusalem, not on the back of a war horse, but on the back of a young donkey. From beginning to end, the key to victory over evil and the forces of despair is humility, not haughtiness. This is because God chooses to release his power through vessels of humility, not vessels of pride. The disciples, we are told, place their cloaks on both the donkey and her coat, and Jesus chooses to ride on the back of the colt. The scripture says, they put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. The first them refers to the donkeys, but the second them refers only to the cloaks that covered the back of the colt. The gospel writer Matthew has a flair for the rhythmic, the rhyming, and the poetic that might be a little confusing to modern readers. We just need to understand his writing style. The crowds then join in by spreading their cloaks and tree branches on the road and shouting Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. In the midst of the excitement, people wanted to know, who is this? And the crowd answered, this, it's the prophet Jesus of Nazareth of Galilee. It was a time of celebration that would be forgotten about five days later. It will be forgotten because the people's expectations of a savior were not met. They became disappointed with Jesus. Tragically, it is frequently the case that our faith disappears when our expectations are not met. In that case, the faith we had was not really faith. It was more selfish desire. True faith lays aside our own expectations in order to fully submit to God's will. 
but this is a lesson that we see only in light of the resurrection of Jesus. When we view Palm Sunday in light of the resurrection, as we must, what we learn is this. We must receive the victory that the Lord brings into our lives and hold on to it even when things take a turn for the worse. God will use us when we make ourselves available to him. God's power is released in our lives when we are obedient and humble. The focus of our faith must be God's will, not our own expectations. These are the lessons of Palm Sunday, and this is the call of Jesus in our lives. Between Palm Sunday and the next Sunday, Jesus will be crucified and buried. All will seem lost, but after the crucifixion and burial will be the resurrection of Jesus. Despair will be replaced by victory, but then it will become clear that this victory was already foreshadowed a week earlier when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey's coat. 